Yeah, here. We're fine. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Get in the Garage. Ow, ow. I'm your host, Mike, here once again with Jeff and Luke. And today we... Oh, there we go. <laughs> the honorary train whistle has been blown. <laughs> here we go, baby. Today we are going to take you back to a simpler time. Uh, <laughs> was it simpler? For us, it was, I think. Oh, I guess. Uh, we're going to bring you back to the skating. We've reminisced many times about the days of uh, the skating rink and uh, the good times that we've had. So we decided that we're going to pick songs that are selection. Uh, I guess the rules, if you want to call it that for this episode was uh, any like top hits from between the years of 1998 and 2005, which is kind of like the heyday for this the Chris, the crystal years, if you will, Ooh, oh. the crystal years, the MTV cribs era, the TRL era, the TRL era. Um, yeah, this is our, well, our adolescence and our youths. Our youths. More, more plastic than your Tupperware drawer. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's get into it. Uh, we're going to do a couple rounds each. Uh, try to give you guys five songs apiece. We'll take a quick break in the middle for our, uh, for our ads. Um, but let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey, why don't you lead us off, man? Give us your, your number one song All right. of of the youth. So just to fill in some gaps for those who aren't from the southeastern Connecticut area, the skating is the Plainfield Skating, which is, you know, I uh it's a destination for all of our fifth grade birthday parties <laughs> and such. <laughs> so we, you know, we're diving back into the songs that make us laugh, make us smile, remind us of being 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, which is why the age range um 98 to 2005 it covers all of our pre-adolescence years um my number one song when i think of the skate in i think i heard the song at least every time i went to the skate in once maybe two maybe three times it's a song that we all know and love when we would jam together we would bust this out at funny (laughs) opportune moments um there can only be one in my mind and that is from 1998 the hit song by Lenny Kravitz called Fly Away. Yes. <laughs> um, it's just raging guitar. It's it's Lenny Kravitz pretty much playing every instrument. It's him doing the yeah, yeah, oh yeah, break in the middle. Um, and it's just, I couldn't, there can only be one. It's the one song that comes to my mind every time I think about that place. I think about the crappy cardboard pizza. I think about all of the like fucking trip wires that were put underneath the carpet so you would have to like pick up your feet or you'd trip and break your fucking neck going around the skate and going around the video game machines um and yeah this is my number one pick is uh fly away just a classic a skating classic absolutely uh your sentiments reminded me of the time i broke my ankle at said establishment (laughs) (laughs) and and didn't tell my mom for two weeks (laughs) Um, what a great time. What a great place. Uh, what a classic song really, really brought me back there. Uh, also found out that Lenny Kravitz was heavily featured on the, now that's why I call music series as well. Oh yeah. But, um, 
What a classic song. Definitely remember hearing it on the radio quite a bit during the time. Quintessential Lenny. Mm. Yeah, and this was, uh, if, I, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure it was on the Virgin Records label, mm-hmm. which if we're going to talk about flashbacks and memories and all that stuff, I mean, who cannot, who, uh, I mean, I, I vividly remember watching TRL and behind them, you know, the Virgin Records store, like out the window, the yeah. giant red sign that was all like lit up and it would like light it up like you know all the way down and the whole thing would flash and all that like yeah did you ever go to the virgin mega store yeah man. uh i did yeah i went i think when we were in high school we went to new york remember like there was one trip that we did in new york and uh that would have been i think what was that your senior year jeff and my junior year maybe or um i think it was my my it was my junior year year, year, sophomore year right yeah yeah so and I remember it was like Mecca, you know, you're like, oh, my God, I'm actually going to Virgin Records, you know, and it was huge. $19 CDs everywhere. <laughs> yes. In those oh real, man, plastic, like, security cases. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But it was it, man. That was, like, the spot, you know. You're like, oh, my God, I saw this on TV, you know. Where's Carson Daly? Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and something about this song, I watched, like, this was the TRL days. These were the days that I would come home from school and my brother and sister were are younger. They were, they were on a different bus route. So I would be home for like an hour alone and I would just watch TRL for that hour or Jerry Springer or a combination flip between the two. And I didn't rewatch the music video for this song. I rewatched all the other videos of ones I'm going to talk about. But out, from my recollection, the music video looks like it was filmed at a skate-in. It was if it wasn't skating, it was a club with a disco light and like the colors going around and the shadows on everybody. Um, But yeah, this is I can't think of a skating without thinking about this song. I love it. Yeah, great choice, man. Great, great choice. All right, Luke, what's yours, man? What's your first? (laughs) All right, here we go. Let's jump right into this. Um, Okay, so. This was off um, now that I now that's what I call music volume nine. Um, and it's somebody that we talked about last week. Uh, this is Ja Rule's hit song, Living It Up. Oh, oh, oh no. um, <laughs> I, I love this. Oh my god, I love this song so much. And okay, so this is on now nine, and this was a CD that my sister would have definitely owned. Um, and I remember stealing the CD when I first had like a portable CD player and my mom was like doing haircuts at, um, uh, like a place where like, uh, nuns lived (laughs) and my mom would like cut hair for the nuns. And I was just sitting there with my CD player in the corner, listening to job rules, living it up, thinking I was so cool. Um, I think there's like a line in here, like on the freeway, you know, yeah, like all that, like, um, (laughs) I just loved it so much. I thought it was so cool. Um, and yeah, like I love the the beat sounds like so plastic mm. and horrible. It's got like the uh, the keyboard things. I just love it so much. And I love how Ja Rule really doesn't say anything in the song other than how he's driving on the freeway, living it up. <laughs> There's like nothing to the song <laughs> at all. There's no content in it. I just remember thinking that like, this song stood out when I was a kid on that Now CD because I thought it was, like, more, like, dangerous and rappy. And I'm sitting in, a like, a, a, you know, a, a convent full of nuns, like, <laughs> thinking I'm so cool. So this, like, song stuck out to me in, like, those memories and definitely how, like, 
crazy the um the selections were on like now that's why i call music like you'd have some like rock hits at the bottom and then like the top was just stacked with like with like giant hits and then in the middle you had like new pop artists that you wouldn't know but this was just i thought it was so cool i thought i was cool so jaw rules living it up also a great skating song Mm. uh definitely got played there Luke's like, hey, would you guys like to listen to some gangster rap? I have the Ja Rule CD. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what I was like. I had like no idea like what anything was. And I thought like, this is on the same, this is like, this is dangerous. Yeah. Like, I, that's what I thought. I mean, well, it's a dangerous fair, the music voice. Video, the music video did feature uh, former pornographic actress Sonny Leone. Oh. Yes, it did. So yes, it, was, it did. It was, uh, you know, it was it was pushing it. It was pushing it a little I, bit, and also sampled Stevie Wonder's song. I uh, do I do. Yeah. Yes. So you know, I mean, kind of a cool, you know, cool sample. It's but it's a cool yeah. sample. That song is. I I just love it though. For me, it like really like now looking back, it represents like what I said earlier, like the, the crystal years, if you mm. will. Just like the not a lot of substance, having fun, let's party. Yeah kind of pop music of that era and i i just think the song was you know it's still fun because like obviously everybody laughed and i said it up. it's fun to listen to what uh what style white tank top and white do-rag was ja rule sporting in this music video because <laughs> that's pretty much uh, definitely. In every single music video <laughs> it's the cover of the album <laughs> Well, to continue with that uh, that sort of plasticky stuff, I'll I'll come in with my first pick, and uh, definitely a skating special. Um, I remember every when this came out in 1999. Well, it was recorded in 99, released in 2000, early 2000, from the album "Unleash the Dragon," <laughs> song song baby by Cisco. You chose Cisco's song song. Now, let's also remember it was a different time. You know, maybe certain <laughs> lyrical contents of these songs are maybe not considered PC at this time or maybe a little... No, no, no. Listen, WAP just came out last year. This song is still yeah. on that spectrum. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, I remember watching the music video for this and there was like a moment where like they're all dancing, I think on like a beach or something. And they all like stomp with their foot and it was like the coolest thing because like they all stomp and there's like a ripple thing that happens on the ground and you're like, oh my God, this... It's fucking crazy, but he comes out, and, you know, Cisco's got, like, the the platinum hair thing going on, <laughs> you know, with, like, the crazy long sideburns on the side, and it's just, like, this, like... He had that, the white. frosted, yeah, like, the, the frosted Whoa, head frosted. of the era. Oh, my God. He's wearing, man. I yeah. think he's he's shirtless with a red puffy vest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and definitely, and part of uh, Drew Hill was uh you know that was like the group that he was a part of and stuff also if i'm not mistaken the song song was featured on the soundtrack for the nutty professor too it was (laughs) Uh, i think it was the remix version but oh my i mean the verse to that song is so good though it's like (laughs) have you heard the updated remix that was made like a year or two ago no, it's, it's good. The beat is, the it? Beat is throbbing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you, you, you talk about the music video. My favorite part of that music video, it's a, on the beach is a line of bikini-glad women, 
And there's a part where Cisco is instead of crowd surfing, he's running on top of their hands because he's <laughs> yeah. like a five foot, hundred pound guy. It's so funny. This is the this is really though. Like, let's remember, this is the heyday of like the music video. I mean, oh. don't get me wrong. You know, like obviously MTV, the '80s, all that stuff. The music video was like the big thing. But this is also the era of like when MTV had the show making mm-hmm. the video and you'd actually get like these exclusive behind the scenes mm-hmm. little mini documentaries of how these music videos were made. And then at the end, they'd be like, and now the premiere mm. of this you know, music video for the thugs. <laughs> and it was like, what the fuck is going on? right?" Peak now? music video years. Oh, obsession. Yeah, sure. People had obsession with music videos at this time. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. And I always got mad at TRL because they would always cut it short. They never yeah, played the whole music no. video. They'd only play like a minute and a half. Minute of yeah. yeah, minute to a minute and a half. But um, Mike's, uh, Mike's out on his couch. He's like, I want to see the ending of Freak on a Leash. Come on, man. <laughs> I was just thinking that too. <laughs> I want to see when the bullet hits the wall. <laughs> also, not for nothing, but the thong song had four Grammy nominations. <laughs> Grammy nominated artist Cisco. Oh God! And for me, when I was a kid, I was like, "His name is Cisco." I was working at my family's restaurant at the time. I'm like, "Isn't it?" You know, we put we would put Crisco on the pants, <laughs> and I'm just like, "This seems too close. It seems too close to Crisco. What is this guy's doing?" But yeah, so there's my first my first pick, the thong the thong song. Cisco up Drew Hill, unleash the dragon. I thought he was so cool. He used to wear a jacket with like. This like bedazzled, like Japanese dragon yeah. on the back of it. Like I always thought it was like so cool. You know, I remember sitting in class with kids when we would play with our little uh our little finger tech deck skateboards on the on the desktops, you know, and be singing the thong song and stuff. <laughs> being like We're obviously way too young to be singing about the thong song, but you know, it was just it was the time, man. It was, you know. Look up Good the Amber time. Mark version of Thong Song. She made a version like two years ago. All right. I'll it's like a smooth it jazz. It sounds like Sade's version of the Thong Song. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Moving on. Jeff, pick number two, man. All right. Hit my it. second pick. It honestly would have been my first pick if I didn't immediately think of Lenny Kravitz's Fly Away when I think of the skater. But the second pick, it was the biggest song when I was 10 years old. It's by the Fresh Prince himself. It's the classic Getting Jiggy With It by yeah. Will Smith. Um, this song was everywhere. This was like the fucking Macarena of 1998. Um, everybody would do the like, lean to the side, we would do the little hands in a circle thing during the chorus. Um, the white people Moroccan exactly. dance. The, uh, just a great song though. Um, it's such cornball, crazy, like, you can tell this guy was on a sitcom of a pg family show um like i remember playing this song and my parents being like getting jiggy wit it what is wit it and i'm just like what do you mean what do you think it means (laughs) um the video is like bright lights and like 10 costume changes with backup dancers and everything's in like fluorescent bright colors uh just a great song though a great track it's sampled uh he's the greatest dancer by sister sledge which was produced by chic by bernard edwards and not rogers so that's why the sample is so great the guitar and bass is just so nasty um it also features 
the na 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 na. That part is from a Barkey song, Barkey song called uh, "Sang and Dance," and uh, so great samples. Nas was a writer of this song, <laughs> and I what? He, I, he's never admitted to it, but he's he's listed as a songwriter on the official credits. This was one of the first CDs I ever got. Um, I was ten years old, and he's listed as a songwriter and. One of his producers, LES, was a producer of this song along with Poke and Tone uh, from Trackmasters. And Nas is, a, Nas is a songwriter. And I know the lines he wrote, which is like, stick a cigar right from Cuba Cabal, just bite it, it's for the look, I don't like it. Like, that's definitely his flow. But I like to think that he wrote the next line, which is the pig Latin, il way the amye on the ants day or flay. Which is is the man on the dance floor in Pig Latin. So I like to think of Nas putting his putting his pen to that line. Um, Nasty Nas, baby. Just um, just an insane song that was everywhere. It was like played on every fucking commercial, and it's just like it was in the public consciousness to an extreme. No, uh, I I uh, agree everything you said. I just want to shout out that wonderful Georgia oh, Weezy yeah. line that's in this song as well. Not like like not, not only is there pig Latin, but there's a references. There's like reference seventy sitcoms. <laughs> it's like what is going on in this song? References. Yo, yeah, I love. And yeah, I love yeah. Me. It's like it's so good. This song is good. Yeah, uh, I like how you referenced it as the Macarena of <laughs> like it, it was, man. This song was so everywhere. Uh also during this era, I'd like to point out, like we were talking about like the Virgin Megastore. This was also the times where you would buy the C D and cassette in the mm. same package. Uh and this was purchased by my family. So we had the cassette wow. and for the car and we had the C D player for at home. <laughs> so we could listen to Big Willie Style everywhere. Big Willie Style all in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> it also won the nineteen ninety eight MTV Video Music Award for Best Rap Video. So also the height of the MTV Video Music Awards, man, the VMAs. Like I remember mm. when I, like I was again, well, I was working at my pa- at my family's restaurant and being like, Oh man, I gotta work tonight. The VMAs are on. I can't miss the VMAs. It's funny that you're like, I was working at my family's restaurant and I do the math and I'm like, You're nine or ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. No, that's right. Oh. Listen, child labor does not apply when it's family. <laughs> Mike's making Mike's making pizzas like I can't wait to move on up like Georgia Wheezy. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh so man. Great choice. I love Great it. Choice. Luca? All right. So my next pick here, uh we you know, we started off with some some ja rule. I'm gonna go with a uh I think a more undiscovered artist. Um this is by Candy K-A-N-D-I. Um, she was a more undiscovered artist at the time, but this was featured on Now Without Call Music Volume 5, again, where my picks are coming from a lot today, but, um, Candy, I also learned, uh, wrote the, uh, hit song Scrubs for TLC a few years before, and then kind of worked her way into a record contract where she released this single called Don't Think I'm Not, which is a... Um, song about uh, cheating on your significant other because you know that they're cheating <laughs> on you. Um, it's, it's completely trashy. I love everything about it. And then, so to further like go on with the story a little bit, uh, Candy 
uh, kind of had a uh, renaissance, if you will, as a real housewife of Atlanta oh. uh, in the later 2000s. So uh, she's also on that show now, which I thought that was really interesting. So, but anyway, it was kind of like uh, of the industry of the time where, like, if you wrote a hit song for somebody else, maybe you would get a shot to have your hit song. And this was hers. Um, I love this song because it's like um, kind of got that like great backup mm-hmm. singer makes a single story. And um, the song is just really catchy. Like, uh, when I'm out in the club, don't think I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, you yeah. know that song. Oh, okay, okay. You said it, and I'm yeah, like, see, I don't know what song he's talking about the minute you well, say that. Yep, so okay. that's the thing about the Now track listing. Those, those first 10 Now CDs, it would be like some new metal songs, some pop alternative rock songs, some bubblegum boy band, girl band stuff. And there'd always be like two or three tracks in there that were R&B hits, but, like, us white kids living in nowhere, Connecticut, they never played that shit on the radio. So I would only hear those songs when I'd listen to the whole Now track list. I'd be like, I think I heard this coming out of someone's car once, but, like, I've never heard this song. And those are, like, minor hits, but on black radio that, like, just didn't play around us. Yeah. Right. Like, this made it, this was a number 12 hit on the uh, mm. Hot 100 but I just like this song because it really, when I heard it again, I heard it somewhere a couple months ago, and it, like, creeped back. I was like, how do I know yeah. this song? And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, that's how I know it. Um, and I think it's re- worth re-listening mm-hmm. to because it's a great song of the era. And I just wanted to shout it out, too, because, like you were saying, it was so indicative of those times to, like, place new artists mm-hmm. on those hit compilation CDs. Um, and I really liked it. And so uh, this was a song I remember listening to my sister in the car. Uh, and I just think it's really funny. And uh, if you're a fan of The Real Housewives <laughs> and you didn't know she had a song, this is that song. And also she wrote Scrubs, which is such a great, great yeah. tune. I mean, like how great is TLC Scrubs? So I thought it was an interesting story and one that uh, resonated with my youth. And I liked that when I sang the yeah. chorus, you both knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Un- yeah, it's under the uh, radar type of hit. But yeah, I know that song. Yeah, that, I, I, yeah, that's my most under the radar hit I have today. But it was so nostalgic for me; I had to add it on. And uh, I hope you guys listen to and it. And a very get, get deep, down. Mo- like around the millennium theme of these R and B songs that were straight up about like, oh, you cheat on me, I'm gonna cheat on you. There's, a, there's, there's, yes, hundreds of those songs. <laughs> and like, yeah, that's why, like, when I re-listen to it too. Yes, like in a modern sense where like a lot of people are trying to get like, you know, better themselves <laughs> in our era. Like this song is just so straight up like toxic, like be- like relationship yeah. behavior. <laughs> like when you're out in the club and dogging me, I'm dogging you. Like that's like the exact lyric in the song. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. There's no like classing it up, but that's why I, choice, I, I you know, choice. I like it. Well, I'm going to take it. Let me take you to a, let me take you to a, a, a moment in time, guys. All right. Oh, take Are me. Are you wearing so jingles at this moment? Wearing <laughs> jingles. The year, the year is 1998. You're at the skating. There's a girl mm. that you know. There's there's that special girl. Yep. You know. You're kind of peering over. You're like, what oh, color man, braces really does she have? What color braces? Oh, Pink. nice. Pink. <laughs> um, and you're like, hey, I really want to ask her if she maybe wants to go, wants to do a lap. Yep. Lap around the iron, uh, the iron uh, circle, the iron oval, if you will. Um, and this song comes on and you're like, this is my, my big moment. shot. And that song is 
from the Armageddon <laughs> yes. soundtrack. <laughs> yes. yes. Bringing you the classic from the band Aerosmith. I know what yes. Classic song. <laughs> Maybe the best Aerosmith song of all time. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I just, I just remember just, you know, you'd be like, you'd go and you'd see, you know, these, cause that was the thing, right? Like there was like the fun party stuff that you'd mm. skate around with people, but like there were the, it was like the slow dance equivalent of skating where you would like hold hands and like, you know, go around and you'd be like, oh, you know, like, oh, so, you know, I like your braces. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I love this song so much. It's so cornball. It's so cheesy. It's so like, you know, there's like the shots in the music video where Ben Affleck is like is, the animal is crackers. Animal cracker. <laughs> um have you listened to the mix on that album yeah. that is the dialogue over the music? Oh, of course. With, he taught me. Oh, it's so and good. He, yeah, he's doing he's doing like the whole Steve Irwin bit <laughs> with the animal car. He's like, oh, it's a giant <laughs> mouth. And he's like going up her boob. You're like, what the fuck? You know, eight year old Mike's like, oh my god, what's happening? You know. What a movie! What a movie and song for the era we're talking about. Well picked, I'm just Mike. Happy well that picked. In the end, ben Affleck gains uh, the respect of uh, Bruce Willis. That's I'm just real happy about that. <laughs> I like that Steve Buscemi ruined his great career Dude, by being the, in that str- movie. the strings of this song would start, and the the whole skating rink or like dance floor at the middle school floor dances, middle school dances would just clear out because everybody knows. All right, we know what this moment is about. It's for all these people to awkwardly like hold hands and like dance two and a half feet away from each other. Um, yeah, just yeah. a great Diane Warren song. One of the great classic writers of like big, big, huge pop ballads. Oh man, oh. it's just so good. It's so good. I mean, the fact mm. that we had the movie to go along with it too. You know, I remember seeing it in theaters, like with my mom. You know, like <laughs> your mom cry? Of course, she cried. Everybody was crying. Yeah, my mom like, too. Oh, my he's like, tell my daughter. What is it? I forget what the the line is, but Bruce Willis. He's like, tell my daughter I love her. Like, <laughs> like that. You know, he like, sacrifices himself or whatever. And everyone's in space and stop blowing up. And You're shit. like, what is going on right now? Steven Tyler's like shrieking, like dude. I love like, what is happening. I love the <laughs> harmonies in the song. They're so wicked high, and they sound so good. Uh it's it is great. So yeah, there's my I'm gonna I'm gonna there's my ballad of my list. You know, that's the tune. I mean, we talk about the skating, but like you said, yeah. Jeff, this is also a a classic middle school dance this is on my short list of karaoke uh, songs i'll sing (laughs) i'm not i don't like to do karaoke but if i do it's this or kiss from a rose by seal (laughs) of my (laughs) go-to's oh that's such a good song too though Oh man! So yeah, this, so there's my I thing. thought about the song, <laughs> man, for the same story. reasons you you brought up. It just missed the cut on my list, though. Yeah. Um, can I tell you a song of the era? I was gonna put. On, I was gonna put on the next big oh. Aerosmith single, <laughs> "Just Push Play," just but decided that it was it wasn't didn't fit super. <laughs> yeah, it's just because uh, yep. that was also on a now cd and i was like oh yeah i was like oh so bad though so bad dude this you is the got your mama style. resurgence late 90s like they they i think they did the super yeah. bowl 
around oh, this yeah. time? I think that was the the, the yep. Janet Jackson just. Oh yeah, they they were. Yep, it was Britney oh Spears, God. Aerosmith, and Justin Timberlake together. Yeah, Kid Rock was I think Kid Rock was there. Kid Rock was there too. Yeah, because him and Steven Tyler have a moment during that God. Super Bowl where um, they're they're throwing the mics back and forth to each other, and like it's so bad. I think they're doing Just Push Play too, but I don't know. Oh, my God. I'll have to look that Great up. Song. Thank you for that nostalgia flashback. You got it, man. You got it. I mean, I would be remiss if Don't I didn't mention it as it's, it is my wife's. It was my wife's oh, favorite high yeah. school band. No, Aerosmith, you don't want to miss so, a thing. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. My number two. Jeffrey, Let's. Uh, we'll do one more round and we'll take a quick All right, break. my number three is a groundbreaking song for a couple of reasons. It was uh, the first big pop song to use auto-tune. So anytime that future makes a hit, anytime you hear uh, Travis Scott or, you know, Young Thug or anybody with autotune, they need to give it up to this lady, this legend of rock. This song is the, the number one song made by the oldest female solo act in history. I think she was 52 or 53 when this song came out. And that is the hit song from 1998, Believe by Cher. Which is, yes. oh my gosh, it's after love. Like during this era, I was not into this electronic music. Um, I didn't know what techno was, but I like called this song techno back then. I'm like, well, it's like all drum machines and keyboards and stuff. But I love this song. Um, it's such an anthem. It's so over the top. <laughs> it's so cheesy, but in the best way. The uh, auto tune effects on it were so groundbreaking. The, the producers lied and said that it was a vocoder which is like a microphone played into a keyboard, um, kind of like California Love, like how that sounds, because they didn't want people knowing that they had this new program uh, called Autotune by Antares, and uh, they wanted to keep it like an industry seeker for themselves. So, uh, but yeah, just great song. Great song, great pre-chorus, um, excellent vocals by Cher, because the autotune is just there as like a little robotic effect on a couple notes, but she sings her ass off on this song, and I just love this song. Mhm. Uh, like uh, you were saying that the the auto tune feature on this. There's a whole Radio Lab podcast mm. about the use of auto tune in this song. I think it's a Radio Lab episode that I listened to. It was super fascinating. Like you said, like this, the secret of the, this industry was so much yeah. that they were like hounding the every producer was hounding these producers to figure it out. And like you said too, like she really does sing her ass off, and it's just used as an effect. Yeah. on the vocal, it's on, like it's, on uh, a like, couple, it's, it's like, like an afterthought course, almost it's kind of but really um but then on the rest it's just like it takes time so like those notes and you're like whoa what the fuck is going on yeah <laughs> yes yeah but like how how cool that share like yeah. innovated a whole nother like genre of like music and like the whole music industry at like such an age i also think um she was the only female artist to have a, oh, yeah. uh, a number one hit in four decades in each of the, like 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Also, biggest so, gap between um, I, I'm she almost had. positive on that one, too. I when she was 19 and then believe when she was 52 or 53. Yeah. So yeah, great. To give a sense of perspective, so this was the single of her 22nd <laughs> album. <laughs> so oh, my go. gosh. And uh, again. 
Yeah, I that that was a great pick, man. That was something that I wouldn't have like really thought of, but like, what a song of the era! Yeah, really. <laughs> that was on my honorable mentions list because I'm just like, oh yeah, how Dude, could you forget I about Believe, man? The music video and everything. Out. I love like, hearing this song. I I go to gay clubs and stuff sometimes, and they just blast this alongside all those other big anthems that like people outside of that world just think are so corny. And those things come on, and people go fucking nuts when Believe comes on. Yeah. Great choice. Great choice. Mm. It, like, it, it, just you're saying, yeah. too, just, like, the power of, the, like, the mm. anthem, like, like the song is so empowering. It's, you know, great. I love it. Good, good choice, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you guys ready for this yeah, one? Yeah, hit it, Luke. Let's get it. All right. I didn't, I didn't know how, how strong we were going to go with this vibe, but uh, since you guys kind of broke some out, I'm going to go for it. So here we are. Um, good year. It's 1999. Uh, you know, it is a good year. Uh, I start hearing this song as a radio as, uh, as a kid, and uh, this instantly becomes my new favorite song. Um, I'm singing it all the time. Yes, and know. then I go to the movie theaters. My mom yes. takes me. Yes. We go. It's Shrek. The opening credits are my Smash Mouth, song. my favorite Seven song. Favorite How could I... <laughs> And then this is my, and this is my favorite movie. It just came out. I love it. Donkey. Somebody. Uh, All Star by Smash Mouth. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this song changed the world in ways I don't think anybody thought it ever would. It was completely groundbreaking. Um, I'd say an underdog losers anthem that became just this like total mm. like point in time for everybody you either saw it in shrek you heard it on the radio but it was everywhere and i think this song's interesting too because <laughs> it's so corny and bad and weird in all these ways but at the same time there's not really this strong hate for this song in the modern era like we don't hate this song we like like it because it's the mm. so bad and it did so well and we i think that's why we all still cling to it so it has this weird thing going on with it it was the last song that was written for the album that came out um when they released it in 99 because they didn't hear a hit single and goddamn did they write a hit single i just thought this song was um total cornball of the air i love it yeah this song too like all right, maybe maybe Shrek was the one that really like launched it, but like it was on like every soundtrack. It was on the Inspector well, that's what soundtrack. It's from it was Mystery, on the Mystery Men. Men soundtrack. It was on the movie. It's from Mystery Men. That's huh? that's its original. Yeah. It was on that soundtrack first. I saw that movie in theaters because I'm a couple years older. Oh, and I saw Jeff that is movie correct. I was like, oh, I love this video. It has Kel Mitchell in the video. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and, yeah, because uh, the the music video featured the Mystery Men thing, but like of yeah. like I'm a little bit younger, so for me it's all Shrek. Like that's all I like no, I think, think about when I hear it. Yeah, I think it also it... Guy Fieri. Real you're right. quick, since we're talking Smash Mouth, I'm a believer, and the Shrek the Shrek soundtrack. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, what I mean to say is, yeah. I'm a believer. The monkeys cover. Is another Smash Mouth too? You know what I mean? Like just just as a sidebar, that was also on the Shrek. Rank, track, rank these three bands: yeah, man, what a, Sugar, oh, they go hand hand. Blind, Smash Mouth. <laughs> okay, I got it. Ready? Sugar Ray's number one. Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. 
The great thing is, though, that, okay, so they wrote this Smash Mouth Maiden album, right, in 99. They brought it to the record company, and the record company went, I want a song that sounds like Sugar Ray. Third Eye Blind. And uh, what was the other band Third you mentioned? Because that was the other band. Third Eye Blind. Uh-huh. He said, I want a single that sounds like both of those bands. He's like, get me a song. And that was the song they wrote and brought it back to was All Star, which is like, it even, it's like a cornier version of all that other stuff. I just love about it. About the making of this song. It's a worth, I'll send you guys the link. It's so worthwhile. Because, yeah, this was one of those, like, just add-ons. On oh, please do. Album, and the guy was like, if you want it, you got it, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> somebody. somebody. The thing about this, too, is, like, it's, it's fitting that they redid the monkey song. Oh, you yeah. look at other songs, like, Walking on the Sun, Then the Morning Comes. It's definitely got that kind of like retro yeah. kind of like late 60s mm-hmm. influence with like the key, like the organy keyboard kind of vibe and all that stuff. Like this was definitely like the resurgence. This to me, this is like the the soundtrack mm-hmm. of like the surreal life era where it's all just like this weird, yeah. crashy, like celebrity driven thing where it's like they're all wearing like low rise <laughs> jeans and like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's totally you'll, that era, man. You'll it's still that, hear the song weird... at like every baseball game you ever go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In fact, it was the feature uh. song of the um <laughs> since we're talking about baseball. I think it was the featured song for like Home the, run yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole the nineteen ninety nine home run Smash derby at Fenway Park. <laughs> <laughs> Great choice. Great oh choice. my god! All right, all right. So, so since we're reminiscing and we're talking about, we're talking about. Oh, I thought we were gonna take a break. Oh wait, no, oh, you got it. Third, and then we'll take a break. Time and place mm. again. It's the school dance. Everyone is is kind of an angry young person trying to find their identity. What more of an angry teen anthem can we have that allowed us to, even though they would play the edited version at the school dance, we would still (laughs) shout this one swear. Coming in hot, 1998, the godfathers of new metal, rap rock (laughs) and rap metal, Limp Bizkit bringing you. It's oh all God. about the nookie, baby. <laughs> you can take that cookie and stick it up your ass. And everybody would shout that, man. The, the song would yeah. drop out. And I remember like 11-year-old <laughs> Mike would just be like, ah! we'd scream it. You know, the, the, Yankee the bright red, the bright red, you know, Yankees are Red Sox fitted hat backwards, wearing my lug. <laughs> Your lugs. Boots in my South Pole jeans. Thinking I'm looking, I'm looking fresh. Um, yeah, man, this song, it's just so. Oh my god! I feel seasick. You just doing that? Oh my god! Okay, so you guys are a little older than me. When this song came out, uh, my dad had purchased uh, the CD, um, and I would like steal it. It scared me so much. There was no way I was listening to it. I was, I would like, I would like put it with my CDs to like, if somebody like had come and they would think I was like cool, but it scared the living daylights out of me. I was like, I was way too sensitive for this music. I was a Biscuit fan, just like every 12 year old boy was back then. Um, But yeah. Has there ever been a more Florida band than Limp Bizkit? (laughs) (laughs) 
No, ICP straight Michigan, ICP? Oh. Uh, That's a respect for the fans. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> can, I just, can I just give you a little taste? Since we're since we're here, yeah, I don't know if we're violating any sort of copyrights or whatever. There's a recheck. Look into these eyes. Look into the size of the flames. Come on, funny. man. Like a chump. And then like like a chump. Hey, like a chump. Hey, like a chump. Hey, you know. I mean, it's really like I mean, going back to what you were saying, Jeff, about like the songs of the era, about kind of like yeah. being like my significant other cheated on me, and I'm gonna cheat yeah. on them. This is. This is totally that because this, I, from what I from what I understand, it's like written about like an ex girlfriend of Fred Durst who like cheated on him, and he's like, I figured, you know, like you know, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, this was just yeah, this was just a classic song for us. It was that it was that like you know we're at a school dance and mm. we're actually yelling the word ass, you know, even though like if you yeah. look at the lyrics, it's stick it up your yeah. We were all like we knew what he was saying, we knew what the. You know, we knew what the deal was, you know. And this definitely, this is oh. like the Limp Bizkit era. I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, they've kind of become like a meme, you know. They're kind of like a joke, you know. But back then, man, it was like they were the coolest. And also remember, I mean, you listen to like modern metal now and all these virtuosos are playing like the seven, eight string guitars. Where the seven, eight string guitar really found its place originally were these bands mm-hmm. it was like the corns and the limp biscuits where it was like you play like in the drop b you know uh tuning and stuff hey like man that. i wrote a baseline for a great the first song. place of all <laughs> oh it sounds awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah cut it baby cut it oh my god i also like how this is like uh so what year was this song released uh, mike 98 yeah, this is, like, the end of that, like, this is, like, the oh. complete, like, um, record yeah. industry, like, take on, like, all the bands from, that were, like, original mm. creators of this before. Like, you had Rage Against the Machine in 92, and then you had Korn with the new metal that was, like, pretty, really original sounding, and then this comes out, and you're, like, <laughs> this was, like, what the record company was, like, we're gonna push this one. This one's gonna be the hardest. And uh, it, it's great of that era Woodstock of like the, uh, again of just the, that family, kind of band. family values. Love tour. it. Yup. Yeah, I had Ooh, I had the family CD values. The family values tour CD. Yeah, man, good times. All right, so there's our first three. We're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back and we'll finish off this uh, this um, this so but so far it's been an amazing <laughs> list of nostalgia. I, I'm glad I'm glad you guys like really got the vibe of what we we're going for. This is this is great. All right, so we'll be we will be right back. Most of us, i.e. comedians, treat open mics as a necessary evil. But not Silas P. Every week Silas talks to a veteran of the sights, sounds, and smells of the Philly open mic scene, sharing stories of momentary triumph and lingering failure with enough shit talk sprinkled in to make you listen to hear your name. I'm like 35% sure that I'm in there. So pay attention, hang out in the room, and maybe you'll learn why you got bumped on the launching pod. And we're back. Welcome back to the Skating Special, maybe. That's what we'll call it. The Skating Special, the yeah. Dance Special, the... the, the TRL, uh, TRL Top 10. TRL Top, top 10. Um, yeah, we've had amazing selections so far. I can't wait 
to get into this next round, and I also can't wait for our honorable mention. So why don't we just like? I, I can't it. wait to listen to this playlist when we're done. Get into it, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I I'm so excited for this playlist. <laughs> so let's get into it, Jeffrey. Lead us off. Your number four pick. So number four on my list is, according to Billboard, the number two song of all time behind Chubby Checkered's The Twist, which I guess held the number one spot for the most amount of weeks or whatever. But Billboard's number two song of all time is a collaboration from 1999 featuring Santana and Rob Thomas called Dun 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 Smooth. Yeah. Um, It was the last number one song of the 90s and then its streak at number one continued on. It was the first number one song of the 2000s. It was a huge song. This was everywhere. Uh, this is a karaoke bar music special. Everybody knows this song. This song is like the never give you up, never going to give you up of our generation. Like people fucking hate this song or they like this song. And I am in the latter camp and in a more particular camp. I fucking love this song. <laughs> like I loved this song so much because I, I was raised in a household of classical and jazz musicians who listen to such a, an eclectic mix of songs that this this song's blend of like flamenco electric guitar, some Cuban piano, per, Latin percussion, alternative rock vocals, horn hits like it was everything that I wanted all mixed up into a fucking chili. And um, <laughs> I love the song so much. Like one time I was walking by a park and I heard a, ba- a cover band playing. And I just, I heard like three notes and I'm like, oh, they're playing smooth. <laughs> like I just heard the, the, the horn play like a little lick. And I'm like, yes. And I stuck around and I like waited by the park till they finished. Um, yeah, but this song, it was everywhere during 99 and 2000. And I love it to death. And I it, don't care. It's just like don't. the ocean. It's just, just like, like the ocean under the moon. Uh, my parents definitely had this CD. This is that purple Santana, yeah, right? Supernatural, huge. Oh my god! I think most Grammys of any album of all time. Wow, because it won, I, it I won like Grammys that. in three consecutive years. I love that. Um, you brought this uh song up too because it's like one of the giant high points of the um, I'd say the first time like Latin music hit. Like the mm. like it had like a you know what I'm saying because now we have that in like all our pop music yep. it's incredible it's like an element that's like you know it's what we all accept but that was like I think the first time in America you had um like Shakira Ricky Martin um Santana with this giant hit and it really just encapsulated Mark like that Anthony. Latin Mark Anthony right um uh you know it just was that whole wave of Latin mm. artists that like came in and like really um shook up the charts in a way that um i don't think has ever changed since it was like the first and now we have it in our music and that was a, a really cool thing man, that you highlighted because like there's a lot of strange things going on in this era and uh that not that that's strange but like it was a great uh addition to pop music yeah. i thought you know yeah also since since we're talking about smooth we can do the sidebar as an honorable mention the song maria maria which was also a hit single off of this song yeah. another one another great Another great tune. But Smooth was the one, man. Smooth was the one that I always just got so excited to listen to. It had the great music video where, like, Rob Thomas is, like, 
like in this like apartment and he's like you know it's a hot one you know, <laughs> and, that, and like santana's out on the streets playing with like the full band you know and all that stuff like just so great i mean i don't think you can you know you can't you can't listen to the song and be in a bad mood you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it's just it's just such a great like it's just such a no, great song I- man i love this song so much I love it too. And another thing like I find with like Jeff's picks here is like Jeff's really like spotting too like that um I think this might have been like some of the last era where if you were a legacy artist mm. that you could still really like have a chance at having a great hit song in an era like you know what I mean? So like you chose Aerosmith, older artist hit song, share older artist hit song. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really cool spotlight of this time in music, too, where you had, like, a, a lot of these uh, older artists mixing with the younger artists. So that's another – I mean, I just – something to point out. But great, great choice, man. Dude, I – That opening guitar lick. Oh, I know. Oh, it's just – it cuts you every time. My it's, it it break, break, brings I like back. the drum break in the middle. Do, do, do. Ba, 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 ba. All the trumpets go in. Uh, yes. Good, man. <laughs> I love that. What's uh, your pick, Lukey? great pick all right so my next pick here uh this is the latest pick um that i'm gonna throw out here uh it's from 2003 um i think i was in the fifth grade when this came out and uh you know i don't know if it was my birthday but i partied like it was my birthday because it's 50 (laughs) cents in the club guys in the club so we start with 99 you got eminem coming out i'm a white boy and i'm like what rap music <laughs> um and so that's that was my i you know didn't know anything of of all, any of it and then when 50 cent came out and eminem was like this is my new this is my new artist and him and dr dre i was like i need the cd and i need it now um <laughs> and in the club was just such a anthem hit um it was definitely like uh we've been talking like the crystal years i think this song hits that hard um, it's got the party, uh, thing in the beginning, uh, 50s rapping on it is actually, is pretty good. I think it holds up, um, the S and the chest line, all that great mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and the music video where he's like preparing to like become the rap God. He's like working out. He's, he's got that crazy six a, pack. sit ups on a curl up bar to start the song. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, um, like him and, uh, Eminem and Dr. Dre are like working on him. Like he's like Frankenstein. <laughs> Um, I just thought, like, for me, this song so holds up. So, I mean, it's such a party thing. Like, if you started singing this anywhere, it, like, mm. go shorty, everybody would join you and sing yeah. along. Um, and it's just a total error of me having no idea what 50 Cent is talking about in any capacity on any of these songs, but I'm enjoying all of them. Um, and, you know, it's just great. I, I love this song so much. In the club, 50 Cent. That's my pick. I bought this album. On that high school trip at the Virgin Mega Store <laughs> to tie it together, and this was the this was the first CD that I played for hours on end, for weeks on end, driving in my mom's minivan when I was driving the first time when I was sixteen and seventeen. I li- I listened to this album for the first time in almost ten years. The other day, I listened to it like a week ago, and the album still holds up. It's such a good album. Uh, yeah, other, I mean, just if we're talking about 50 Cent in this era real fast, Magic Stick, that other single that came mm. out after this, like, was a total banger. Oh, my gosh. So, so good, man. I, I'm glad you listened to it and told me it held up, because oh, yeah. I, I might go back and really, I mean, really examine it again. It's, it's violently misogynistic, homophobic rap from 2003, so it's yeah. a, you know, but 
yeah music wise and what their intent was and if you look at it as a historical thing from that era still holds up good story about this this uh this song slash album i remember okay let's be real here we all knew the uh we all we all had like that one kid in school who's like parents would let them throw parties where there was like unsavory things happening for a bunch of 13 14 year old kids to be doing but the parents didn't care and in fact the parents were probably just smoking cigarettes on the porch (laughs) just drunk hanging out with a bunch of 14 year old kids and stuff like that and there was definitely one party that i went to where this album was on loop and very naive 13 14 year old mike is like i don't know we should be doing this kind of stuff guys like this seems inappropriate you know (laughs) and stuff and this album was the soundtrack to that really inappropriate party Mm. (laughs) let me just say um but yeah i mean 50 cent you know the (laughs) the crew that i used to hang out with during this era uh, I mean, this was the big one, and this was kind of the mm. the, the landmark album slash song that would bring you like G Unit, like the Lloyd Bankses, and the you know what I mean, like all that kind of stuff too. Mm. So this was definitely like I would throw on my my shady limited T shirt that I bought from <laughs> Evelyn's and uh, and my uh, North Evelyn's. Carolina Tar Heels fitted, and you know, and put on my Gangsta Mike was my born. <laughs> Yeah, it, this was that era too where you would just like walk around and you would like scream like "G unit" for no reason, no reason. Goodbye. Try selling rocks. I heard that's the new tour. Oh my god! Also, you know, this uh, too is like a moment in time for me. This was probably the first um, release I'd ever bought from a black artist. Mm. Um, intentionally so they opened my eyes in that way too of like listening to like a whole nother um you know point of view that i had never Mm. even you know what i mean come or saw before and um so that was like interesting for me like doing this too and thinking back on that and i was like oh yeah Yeah. that is interesting so um yeah that's just uh also the intro to the song is one of the greatest intros of all time so yeah that's it what's what's the next bit guys all right, so the next pick, I'm sitting here, I'm just like so conflicted because I have so many, <laughs> I have so many, so many songs. But I think, um, as a companion piece, I think to In the Club, the other really, really hot song of that summer, or at the very least, like for me, is a song coming in from the man himself, Sean Nepal. Oh with, my God. With the song Get Busy. That's the one who's just like, yo, sexy ladies want to with us. He's going to come with us. If not, want with us. Dude, this song, for real, this song <laughs> was like the soundtrack to a very specific summer. It's like I hear what's crazy is, is I hear this song and I can almost still smell Eblins. Like I can still, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I can still remember like going to Eblins on the west side of Norwich and being like, Mom, I really got to get this, like, fitted Red Sox hat, you know? Like, it was the fitteds were all the rage. Oh it was God. all about the Air Force Ones and the Fat Farm and the, the Sean John. I remember one year, I think it was that same year, Sean John, you know, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Papa Diddy Pop, whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was when he released his clothing line. And I remember I literally had the same shirt 
in five different colors. Just was like it, a, in a it, row. it was a giant cross made out of rhinestones. Oh, dude, I, I was, oh my God. I look at pictures and I'm like, what were you thinking, you fucking idiot? But it was, <laughs> but it was the time and the place, man. It was like what was cool, you know? Like everything was it baggy. Was the- everything was like three sizes too big. And I was already a big kid in school. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> like I'll just wear big clothes. Who cares? Also, uh, you're definitely highlighting the era of rappers with their own clothing brand <laughs> that got sold at box stores. Yeah. Uh, 50 Cent had the G-Unit brand. You said the Shady brand. Uh, Shaw John. That was all the rage. All yeah, the rage. Man, there was FUBU. There was Echo Unlimited. There was South Pole. There was Echo. Farm, there was Baby – for the girls, there was Baby Fat. Mm. There was – you know, yeah, totally, man. It was – I mean, you know, clothing, I feel like at this time – you know, nowadays, like, you know, clothing, clothing lines, clothing brands, you know, it's kind of different now. Like, you know, like no brands or simpler brands are kind of the in thing. But back then it was all about what you're, what you were wearing, man. It was all the gear. It was all the, like, you know, it was the Timberland boots where you'd keep like the, the hang tag Tag, on the shoe. And it was the fitted hat where you'd keep the stickers on them and stuff. Like, it was it was really weird. Just like, a bunch of white farm kids appropriating like, urban culture. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, speaking of like parties or stuff, where like you were when you said this, like where parents like weren't home or whatever. You said that song name, and instantly my mind got flooded with a memory of like me being very young hanging out at a friend's house, and we were skateboarding in the driveway, and um the older brothers were home, and. They had like a sound system, a PA system that was so loud. All you'd hear was that Sean Paul song, like, boom, doo, 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 doo. it was so loud and sca- like, I was like, what is going on? It was shaking the whole house. None of the parents are home. And we were just like, what is, what is this? And, you know, oh, this is Sean Paul. Like, that was like the thing. Of, we were all skateboarding, listening to it in the driveway. Oh, my God. Yeah, very flooded with memories. Nobody home, just blasting the music at an ear-shattering level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, yeah, man, I remember, like, you know, dry, you know, like, I, I, it's crazy how much it can bring me back to a time and place. I remember the girl that I had a crush on at that time, the girl who was the girl that I was, like, really trying to impress with my outfits that I bought at Eblins. Like, you know, I was, I was like, I'm going to be fresh to death, man. Fresh to thresher, you know, it was this whole thing. Like <laughs> Outfits at Eblins. But but that was it, man. That was the thing, you know. That was the – it was all about, you know, looking fresh and, you know, impressing and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, so <laughs> get busy, which the B-side to that single was Give Me the Light, which is also a great mm. Sean Paul song. Um, but, yeah, Sean, Sean Paul, I don't know what happened to him, but it was um, mm. it was definitely – Sean Paul. Paul. So there's my fourth pick. Sean Paul would get busy. Love it. So, onward we go. Jeff All right. Jeff May, last pick. All right. So, my fifth pick, it just has to be on there. It's what I think about when I think about the skate, the skate in, when I think about intermediate school dances, when I think of awkward preteen romance and passing notes to people and someone whispering to someone that someone said that someone said that someone says they want to dance with you at the next song. Um, and this song was number one hit in 1998, Slow Jam, by former members of Jodeci. It's called All My Life by KC and JoJo. Oh, yeah. All my life. Um, it... <laughs> it's so good. It's, 
It just takes me back. Like if this song comes on, I feel like an awkward 10 year old. Like it just, it just makes all those same thoughts and feelings come flooding back. Just standing with stiff arms, dance, like rocking back and forth, dancing with a girl who's six inches taller than you. <laughs> um, Welcome to my life, Jeff. <laughs> The music video is them like they're at like a cabaret nightclub where the stage is like 10 feet. It's only like a 10 foot stage and they're in the middle of the crowd and they're wearing black tuxedos with white like satin scarves and sunglasses. Um, just great strings, great piano, great singing, simple song, uh, memorable though. And yeah, this was like one of those floor clearers at the middle school dances where if if you were dancing, that meant you were boyfriend and a girlfriend with the person you were dancing with, or whatever fucking fourth and fifth graders thought back then. Um, but yeah, just just a, a completely nostalgic hit for me. I was gonna choose the other Casey and JoJo song that came out, I think in 2000, 2001, Crazy, from the Save the Last Dance soundtrack, which I actually like more as a song. But from the era of my preteen years, the song that is the iconic one is All My Life. Oh, my God. I was hoping one of you were going to put this on your list. I was really hoping one of you were going to put this on your list because I was thinking about the song, but it's not so much my like experience that goes to the dance and dance with it. But I remember hearing it a lot, and I was really hoping you guys yeah. were. Oh, what a great slow dance yeah. song. What a great slow dance song. I love it. Mm. Michael, did you dance to this song at all? Did I dance to this song at all? Of course, man. Of course. This is all that. Like Mike was more of a Faith Hill guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean. What was her name? What was her name, Mike? Do you remember? What was her name? Um, there was a couple. Oh, I mean, we got I a was... play over here. Well, you know, hey, what can I, what can I say? What can I say? An overweight 12-year-old is just raking it in. <laughs> I'm husky. I can't help it. I make pizzas for a living. To be fair, I was, you know, that was kind of a cool thing, you know. They'd be like, they'd come in and they'd see, you know, me working, you know, uh, I'd be, uh, you know, busting tables and stuff, and you'd see people from uh, from school coming in to be like, "Hey, what's up, Mike?" Oh, you know, just be like, "How do do you think I fit in these Sean Johns? How do you think I afford these Sean Johns, huh?" You think this boo-boo gear pays for itself? Get out of here. <laughs> um, I love. <laughs> uh, Ode to the slow dance. Yeah, an amazing, uh, an amazing song. Um, all right, Luca. Oh, my gosh. All right, my last pick um, was first introduced to me on a mixed CD that somebody had made for my sister in, I believe, the year 1999. Also on this mix CD, uh, just for reference, was um, Beer for My Horses, <sighs> um, the Willie Nelson tune, and uh, Toby Keith. So this is a weird play, uh, was a weird mix CD, but uh, the song I'm going to say is uh, Ride With Me yes. by Nelly. Um, I remember being in the backseat of my mom's 1999 Pontiac Grand Am listening to that CD. Um, that if you want to go and take a ride with me, I had no idea what a homie was. Uh, I loved it so much. <laughs> um, and it, this song just like really like was like that melodic like pop rap thing, and it had a, such a great hooky chorus. 
Um, the verses were so good. I felt, again, so cool listening to this tune. Um, and it always reminded me of, you know, every time I hear it, it's just backseat in my mom's car and that mix CD. And I, like, I remember the moment. So um, great tune, great, I don't know. I just love it so much. And it's it plays so well for me. It's still, if I put it on, like, now, I still think the song's I definitely remember watching this and being like, what's with the Band-Aid? I never... <laughs> Like, why does he have the Band-Aid under his I, eye? I, I don't get it. What is... I thought the Band-Aid was on the next album uh, period, which would have been hot in here, which would also fit very well yes, into this era. Great music video for hot in here. So... Oh my god, yeah, Nelly in this era was just really, really killing it so, so hard. Like, this, those singles oh, are yeah. so big. It's just so good. This, along with that DMX album that we talked about last week, this was one of the CDs my brother ordered illegally from from Columbia BMG Music. <laughs> Country grammar, man. What a landmark Lamar. record. Yeah. That was a huge <laughs> record. That was big yeah. for Nelly. Oh, man. So I just wanted to throw that one out there. Great in the... Uh, the you and, know the, the radio version and... is so different the original because there's so many there's cursing but there's also references to smoking weed and they had to change so many lines on the radio version that when i heard the real version i was like what i, I half the chorus is different <laughs> <laughs> yes which i believe we had the radio edit on the cd mm. we had but like again when i would hear it, i was like what is going on here <laughs> <laughs> this is way different yeah <laughs> so um... good all right. I believe that was a, a, a tip from my cousin uh, Lucy, who gave, might have gave it to my sister, who then would play it for Lucy all of us. Lucy was a real you know? Saint lunatic. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that and, like, she, I, she would listen to, like, the Yin Yang yes. twins all the time. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, super inappropriate, but, we, you know. Also, yeah, like, oh, what's funny is, is I remember a, a lot of these songs, the radio edits, you'd be like, wait, what? Like, what the, what, this is completely different. What did they do, you know? Way different than the the album version. Where it was, like, supposed to be a swear, but in the middle of the song, you hear, it would, like, do this weird, like, (laughs) (laughs) do, like, the reverse of it backwards. And it'd be louder. The reverse would always be louder than the mix. Yeah. So bad. Oh, there was a good one in, um, that song, uh, Rhythm, I know what it's like, what it's mm. like. Uh, that that song does like a, there's like a, yeah. like a whole like horn like stab that's in there for no reason over the swear. Everlast, Everlast, yeah. Everlast, thank you, thank you. Um, all right, so mine to round this off to to round the official list off. We'll get into honorable mentions, but I'm gonna have to go. All right, so once again, the year's two thousand one. I'm over my buddy Ryan's house. Your boy no, Ryan. Different Ryan. Different Ryan. From a different crew. From my from my different crew. My from my aunt's block uh friends, not my not my home block friends. Uh and I remember, you know, obviously sleep over there. I remember listening to this 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 album that this track is featured on on repeat. Making my AOL Instant Messenger username, which was Cretan123, but I was such an idiot, I misspelt the word. <laughs> uh, the song is off of the album uh, 8701 from my mm. man Usher. 
And the song is, you got it, you got a band. When you're on the phone, hang up and you call right back. Um, I, I have vivid memories of like putting that album in like his Iowa Sound 6 CD changer CD player. <laughs> and just putting this album on repeat, man. Like, Usher was the guy, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember he was always shirtless. Mm-hmm. But if he wasn't shirt, he was shirtless with like a with like a like a like a a, a feather collared like leather jacket on or something. <laughs> I forget what music video it was. It wasn't the music video for "You Got It Bad," but it was one where it's just literally just him like in on a soundstage or something with like an orange glowing light, and he was just like kicking puddles while he was singing. Oh, <laughs> I can't remember yeah. the name. I can't remember the name of that song. But either way, "You Got It Bad," another just like classic. Mm classic song of the era i think this is like the one song of my list that is probably the latest one you know released in 2001 but um but yeah man i mean it was it's funny because like that album it was like there was like every song was a hit it was crazy it was like every usher song was a hit i mean he was collaborating with like jermaine dupree uh i think babyface was another producer for the album Mm -hmm. you know just awesome just so awesome my favorite part about this pick for you, Mike, is the fact that you would listen to slow jams with your boys. <laughs> yeah, man, it was the slow jam because that's what got the girls, man. The girl, yeah. you know, I mean, like it, that was the thing. It was like you just listen to slow jam because girls aren't listening to Nookie. You know what I'm saying? Like at well, the time, not the girls you want to hang out with. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. I don't know. With that situation, you told me there was no girls there. It was just you and your boy in the five CD changer, man. There was a lot of that, but. Either way, like, you know, time and place, man. This song, I listened to it last night, and I was just like, oh, my God. When he comes in, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, it's just, oh, man. It was so good. And he wore, like, the giant, like, diamond-crusted, like, necklace with the giant, like, cursive U for Usher and all that. Like, it was just, oh, man, it's such a time and place. It really brought me back. Like, I listened to all these songs last night before bed, and I just... I had a smile from the moment I started listening to them to the minute I stopped because it was just like, wow. Like, it's just, it's, it's just, I don't know. It brought me back, man. It was like so many flashbacks and funny how very specific memories tied into like mm. every song and very different specific memories into each song, you know? Was uh, this area where you were hanging out listening to this, was this your, uh, your Aunt Effie's house? Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, okay. Because uh, I had friends in that area too, and you said like hanging out with your friend, your friends in that era, good girls. I remember specifically. I was younger than a lot of the kids that were growing up there. Uh, there was a a bag of nudie magazines oh, that were yes. kept in the woods behind your Thea yep. Effie house, your yep. Thea Effie's house, and we used to sneak down to the woods, and everybody in that neighborhood contributed this to the said true. bag. So you would you would go out to the woods behind Mike's. Effie's house, you would find it and you would look and you'd be like, oh my gosh. And then you would hide it under the leaves, tie it back up so they can get wet and I then you'd go leave. <laughs> like, that was it. it. So we took it out of the bag and then we had one of those giant, like, Christmas cookie tins that we put, that we put them in just, to, just so that way they wouldn't melt, you know? Not that they could melt, let's be real. They were pretty, uh, they were pretty stiff. I, I like how. 
I like how this was like our childhood era. I, I this was it's a little vulgar, but you know, it's just like that. Me and Mike had both looked at that same <laughs> stack of magazines in the woods, not together ever. Like, but we both had seen that same stack and knew oh, yeah. where they were exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I had I. To be fair, you know, I mean, we're older now, <laughs> so we can talk about these kinds of things. I had a cousin that moved to the states from Greece, and uh, you know who I'm talking about, and. Uh, and I, and he was cool, you know. He was cool. I knew he smoked weed and stuff. So I was just like, "Yo, man, can you uh, can can you hook me up with like a, you know, like a magazine or something <laughs> like that, you know?" And he did, you know. I mean, it is what it is. It's old school. Some it's Greek you know. porno from 1991. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> no, it was it was updated. It was a brand. It was you know still in the plastic with a four hour DVD that came with it and everything. <laughs> no, the DVDs <laughs> couldn't do anything with it. The DVDs were useless because you know who has acts who has the four yeah, hours of four. DVD player at that time. <laughs> you know, like nobody did. It was all cassettes. So, so bad. Um, but yeah, that's it's so funny that you mentioned that because I was literally ta- I was talking to Jade about that like last week. I was like, yeah, we had like this weird like communal like every neighborhood every neighborhood had that. We had ours in this neighborhood. Yeah, and it was always like <laughs> there was like you know you'd pick like the biggest tree, you know, and you'd be like, so that's the landmark, you know? So oh, okay, weird. it's underneath the leaves behind this big tree under like the patch of moss or something. And everybody knew, you know, so, you know, you'd see people just like we'd be playing or whatever. You just see somebody walking in the woods. You'd be like, oh, I know what he's going. I love the duality. It's like hanging out in a garage, listening to these R&B slow jams, but then also sneaking off in the woods to look at dirty porno bags. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) This episode has reached. (laughs) This episode has reached its (laughs) smutty conclusion. (laughs) But that's what's funny is that I just had to. I mean, you look at it now, right? And we it's we that have era. The world at our fingertips on our phones, you know. So like, I feel like not that I want to say kids are missing out because it's like because that's like a really strange thing. But like, but you know what I'm trying to say? It's, different it's such world. a different time and place. It's such a different era. It's such a different thing. Like then it was it, it was so difficult just to see a boob. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my god. You know, it's just, it's fun. I don't mean to upset anybody. Oh, I know God. I'm getting vulgar here. I don't mean, you know, I'm not trying to sound. Let's hit our honorable whatever. mentions that didn't make the cut. With some, with some an- honorable with some mentions anecdotes. from the so, smutty conclusion. How about this? Like, I'll throw a couple, throw, throw out some thoughts on uh, your choices, but um, some that didn't make the cut. Iconic music video. Everybody knows it from our generation. I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys, of course. Um, one of my favorite songs from 2001, Short Skirt, Long Jacket by Cake. Mike was playing the bass, uh, a bass line similar to it, and it reminded me how much I love that song. Some of my favorite lyrics of all time. Um, Bad Boy for Life from 2001. When I was 13, that came out. R.I.P. Black Rob, who died this week at the age of like 51, 52. He does the second verse on Bad Boy for Life by P. Diddy and the Family. And, of course, the Napster hit from 2000. Uh, as most rock songs were erroneously attributed on Napster to Metallica, we downloaded this song. It, it said it was called It's My Life by Metallica. It's really by Bon Jovi. But I remember downloading this song. I'm not joking. Kids out there, you know how lucky you are. It took fucking 13 hours for one song to download. And it was mistitled 
Uh, and so, yeah, those are my also, co- you'd be lucky if your your computer was not riddled with viruses oh, yeah. soon after. That. It wasn't my computer. I used Bill Larson, who lived across the street. He was the only one who had a computer access. So we would we would look up a song and then we'd leave his computer running all day long while we were at school. And then hopefully it'd be done when we came home. So those are my honorable mentions. Oh, so good. I love the, uh, the great honorable mentions. Uh, I love the mislabeled story as well. Uh, any Bob Marley song or Sublime song was always yeah. mislabeled as one or the other. It'd be like Bob Marley. would be like, this isn't Sublime, <laughs> but that's cool. Um, all right, so just a couple honorable mentions here oh. is uh, Hot in Here uh, by Nelly, because that one was so good. Um, I also wanted to show a uh, uh, shout-out to uh, Windows to the Wall uh, by Lil Jon. Um, that was another one that was, like, screamed at school dances. I thought was super into that. Um, also, uh, mm. Bye 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 by Sync in this era, I feel like was a huge, <laughs> huge song. Yes, that. I remember, yes, the puppet music video. Um, it was such a huge song. I could have added it to my list, but um, that was more of like my sister's jam that I was not so into. But definitely remember the strings and the Barbie dolls of the puppets and all that great stuff of the era. Um, and then uh, the other one I would throw in is um, um, ugh, Britney Spears, um, Not That Innocent, because uh, I think it just, just – or Oops, I Did It Again. Sorry, that's the name of the song. Because I feel like that one of that era was just so, like, the music video was so provocative with, like, the schoolgirl outfit and, the, you know, just the pop hits of the time. So um, I wanted to throw out some of the more boy band and girl pop of that era. So that would be uh, what I would choose. Also, mm, heavy hitters definitely. on the Now That's Welcome music series. So check out those comps. They're such throwbacks if you were around in that era. All right, Mike, how many Kid Rock stuff. songs didn't make the cut? I could have thrown a lot in there. Off with the idea of Detroit, I didn't want to go with it because I thought it would be a little bit too obvious of a choice, but obviously we got to go with Will the Real Slim Shady yeah, yeah. please stand up for my man Eminem. Eminem was like our guy. Mm. He was like the, you know, he's the reason why I ran peroxide through my Caesar <laughs> haircut at one point. Um, <laughs> which my hair came out terrible. I don't even know why I did that. It did not look like Eminem. So I don't know. Every, everybody in my class had that frosted tip after he did that. That was so man. cool. The, the Marshall Mathers LP, I remember it came out. My mom wouldn't let me get the real version of it that they sold at FYE. She's like, no, you got to buy the edited version at Walmart. And I was so pissed off, but I had a buddy, my boy, my boy, Ryan, he had the actual real version. Uh, and uh, I remember listening to that on his stoop, you know, when it first came out, cause he got it before everybody else got it. And I was like, Oh my God. Then you listen to the song Kim and you're like, yeah, no, I definitely should not be listening to this album. He's talking about murdering. Yeah. Him. What the fuck is going on? Uh, but again, time and place different, whatever. Um, uh, uh, I have to go with my man Luda. Mm. The song "Roll Out My Business." Oh, yeah. Roll out. Produced by produced by Tim Malone. So Land. good. The music video where it was like the giant heads mm. and everything. Like it was just so weird. They had like a dog, but they superimposed like human mm-hmm. teeth on the dog, and it was so fucking weird. Chicken and Word beer, right? Mouth. That was the name of that album, I think. Word of mouth. Chicken and beer was the next. Yeah. Album. Oh, that was it. Okay, he, he had like seven huge. The next one years, huge. 
Yeah, that was yeah, a great M- song. Man, that almost made my list. list. That, that was very close. And I just remember with that, with Luda, mm-hmm. I remember watching the Fast and Furious Part 2, and he was the <laughs> he was like the, the musical celebrity one. Ja Rule was in the first yeah. one. Ludacris was in the second one. Uh, <laughs> my business, my business. Luda! Um, so, of course, I, you know, that, that one. And then I guess for my third one, I mean, I, there's just so many good ones, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with a later one that I feel like, you know, 2003 definitely brings me back to my time working at my family's restaurant because we would just play like 1077 or 1055. I'm gonna have to go with my boys, the Lost Lonely Boys, with Heaven. the song Heaven. Strange choice, but I respect it. A strange choice. I was, I was going not... down the list last night with Jade, and she's like, why do you have this song on your list? I was like, I don't know, because it's fun. Yeah, it's basically a Stevie Ray Vaughan song mixed with Los Lobos. Yeah, like... exactly, exactly. Runner-up to this song, can I just say, what, what, which I probably should have went with, uh, Slide by the Goo Goo Dolls. Because oh. I do love me some why Goo Goo Dolls. Slide? Slide. It's my favorite Goo Goo Dolls uh, song. You know, but I, I had, I have, so, oh, I, I still have so many other songs. Oh yeah, I mean, Clint, Clint Eastwood by the Gorillas, mm. Kryptonite <laughs> going down, uh, Right There by Chingy, oh. uh, Get Low, Yang oh, yeah. Twins, Little John, Eastside Boys. You know, uh, so Work It, Missy Elliott. I mean, there's so oh, many. Work It. Oh, can I can I just throw out one real fast that I did not want to put on this list, but uh, was reminded of by how horrible it was when I heard it on the CD was um uh, here's the story of a girl, girl. the crowd river and drown. Oh my god, that song played. I was like, ooh, such of the he era. I hate that song, that song so much. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, that's that's a question. I didn't remember I it because I was just like, oh, I don't want anything to do with that. A guitar, it says, this is my body, this is my blood, this is the story of a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that is by the artist Nine Days. Nine Her Days. Nine Days. Story of a girl. Three months. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, what my gosh. So, the, yeah, what final, a fun final. ride. But, there you nostalgia go. Nostalgia we have taken on this episode. Oh yeah. my god! I that hit number one on the top forty, guys. That was a number one top forty song. Just it really, it really did pretty them cool. well, huh? But anyway, we got we got to turn off the light now of the of the disco ball. <laughs> turn of off, the disco, turn off, yeah, the, yeah. Turn off the Mortal Kombat video games. <laughs> Please return your skates <laughs> to the skate return. The skate return, and you will receive your shoes yeah, back. Man. Uh. I mean, I, I would always try to opt for the rollerblades if I could, because rollerblades were always. <laughs> I, I was a, I was a, I was a four wheel. Yeah, me too. I was, I was rollerblades. Yeah, same here. Four wheels at the skate in itself. I, I think yeah. the rollerblades at the skate in cost a little extra. Yep. I think you had to put like two more bucks down, whereas the skates yep. you just had yeah, to like, two more give them bucks. your shoes can, for collateral. I can play that, that weird X Men video <laughs> yes. game a couple more times. X-Men. That's the one I would play. X Men. Yeah, there was the X Men. There was like the the, the one where you remember where you like throw the balls in yeah. her mouth. Yes, yeah, where you threw the balls in her mouth. Yeah, <laughs> she got fatter as you threw the balls in. 
Uh, so good. Such such good time. Such trashy food. Such R.I.P. <laughs> skating. I think it's still open, but it's been closed because yep. of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember. You want to go <laughs> back and get some Chinese finger traps? Oh, the Chinese finger traps. <laughs> I remember, like, bring my little brother, so it's not field, weird. You know, the Griswold kids would go, and it would be like, oh, you'd hear rumors. You'd be like, oh, Plainfield kids are coming, <laughs> yeah. you know? And it was like this big rivalry between Griswold kids and Plainfield kids, and like, there's gonna be a fight in the parking lot afterwards, and all that. There were no oh my god! Because all the parents you know many... were there. Um. Excuse me, but my cousin Lucy would bring us to the skate in. Do you know how many fights I saw at the skate in? I can't even count them on one hand. It, I saw so many fights. Saw the police show up at the skate oh, numerous man. times. <laughs> I saw someone get punched out in the bathroom doorway on roller blades. <laughs> I, I just remember coming around, you know, because you'd go like if you stood where like the entrance was and stuff when it, remember when like instead of actually like legitimately stopping everybody would just come and just come crashing mm, into the side yeah. wall to stop like you wouldn't even actually stop you just bash right into the side wall to stop you know and it was like uh the drama we would create back then over such stupid stuff but uh good times though man good times let's Let's crash into the yeah. wall right now. I, I mean, we pretty much already. I think we already started crashing into the wall when we were talking about the. Oh my god! So. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that one. Thanks for that one. I had to, man. You said, "I'm sorry." You said your aunt Effie's house, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" I remember that neighborhood. Yeah, I remember it well. You know, you get a bunch of 13 year old kids kind of lawlessly roaming around neighborhoods. Eventually, you know, things are gonna get things are gonna get out of hand. God. So you know, what are you gonna do? But. Anyway, mm. it was, yeah. Here's to childhood. Pre-social media. Yeah. Pre-social media, yeah. Pre-computer, mm. man. You know, pre-computer. Well, it, you know, around the time of the computers, but. Anyway, so, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much mm. as I did. Uh, I'm really looking forward to listening to this playlist now on repeat and just getting taken <laughs> back to Me too. Uh, my childhood and reminiscing and so on, but um yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. You can follow us on Instagram. Uh, find us where all your podcasts are found. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share all our episodes and all that. Again, shout out to Wasted Robot for uh, for having us hop on their podcast network. You can find them on all social media platforms as well. Uh, and yeah, until next time, I'll see you guys later. Get in the garage. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>